Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 98 of the Showbound Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here as always with San Jose Sharks prospect Ethan Cardwell. Cards, what's going on, man? Yeah, not too much. Uh, just another day um, in the summer. Uh, excited to be on and excited to jump back into my first podcast live uh, in a while. So uh, hopefully uh, there won't be too much rust here and we can uh, get it buzzing. And I'm, I guess with that being said, might as well introduce our guest for the week. So I'll hand that over to you since uh, since you hooked it up. Yeah, so we got Colton Dock this, this episode, as you know from the title, but he's signed by the Chicago Blackhawks. Just coming off a WHL championship this year with the with uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds, and he won World Junior Gold with Canada uh, over the December over in December January as well. So like a busy year for him. Um, lots to talk about. A lot of cool things going on, and it's going to be a great uh, interview. We're excited to get it out. But even you know we talk about cards. You shaking the rust off in an interview again. You uh, I saw you went on the San Jose Sharks podcast. Hey, eh? how'd that go? Yeah, that was um. That was a while ago. I did it a few months back and it just got released a few, like last week, I oh, think really? it was. Um, yeah, no, I did it a while ago. I forgot to tell you about that, but uh, no, it was, it was cool. It was with um, the play-by-play guy there. So Dan, and uh, he was an unreal guy. And so just nice kind of just talk about my year this year and uh, the years upcoming and stuff like that. So it was uh, it was pretty cool to get on there and uh, chat with him and uh, start a relationship. Yeah, no, it's so good for you to get out there to the fans and stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure he probably asked you about Showbound, did he? Like, did you ask you about this at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely talked about it. Um, just kind of talked about like how how things worked, and obviously, uh, as per usual, I had to give all the credit to you, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it, it was good overall. But uh, I want to, uh, I want to hear about a little bit. Of, I know you texted me the other day, and I've just been swamped lately. I've been. I've been running skates. I've been uh, going to skates. I've been working out, and I've been trying to mix in a little golf here and there. But uh, I saw your scorecard, and you put up a little bit of a banger the other day. So let's hear about that. Yeah, so I only played nine holes because I've been busy, and I don't really have time to get 18 in. So nine holes, I shot 43 on par 36. So that's on pace for an 86 round. And the way I play, I get better on the back. I feel like most people do when you have like those front nine reps in. So I feel like you shave like one or two strokes off that. And all of a sudden I'm pushing near mid to low eighties, maybe. Although you can't yeah, really like, assume yeah, that, it, but. yeah. You also got to remember too, like a lot of people, like a lot of amateur golfers, they get so like fired up that they have a good round going and then they kind of shit the bed coming in because they get nervous. <laughs> yeah. And it's also like, it's another nine holes to basically just screw up. So, it, you know, you yeah. don't know, it could go either way, but um We'll just, was, we'll just say we'll just say you would have been an eighty five. That, that's a respectable round, yeah. nonetheless. Uh, dude, I was I was hitting my shots like I felt good. I, we talked about my kind of new mentality last time, and and even more so different on this one. No driver. I went the no driver <laughs> round. Only I I'm struggling to hit the driver. I want to get a low score, so I I teed up my I would hit my five iron off the tee on the long holes, and. Uh, which was almost every hole, really. I would tee it up like almost, almost an inch off the ground. So yeah, get elevation, so you're heading up on it. Yeah, and I'm I'm hitting up on it like I it's giving me a little more distance. I'm not screwing it up, hitting the ground early, whatever, because it's in the air. Like I was I was cranking it, and so every tee shot, like I lose my strokes sometimes on bad tee shots and putting. And I I was hitting my tee shot, so it was just the putting that, that I was losing. Strokes <laughs> <on>. <laughs> but even then, I was I was. Uh, pretty good on the putting for me anyway no no 
double bogey the whole round. It was either it was mostly all bogeys with with a couple pars. That's elite though, man. Like that's the key to uh, amateur golf, anyways, to limit double bogeys because you limit the damage. Obviously, you're gonna you're gonna play well and you you find your pars where you can get them. But the the bogeys don't kill you. It's the doubles and triples that start to add up on the card. But uh, no, you can definitely get away with a couple bogeys around. That's for sure. Yeah. And I've been watching a ton of golf too. And you learn a lot when you watch, right? Like the commentators talk so much. They, they teach when they, um, when they're commentating, I guess. So I watched the Canadian open, which was insane. I don't know if we want to get into that and the U S open, which also had a crazy finish, but um, did you catch any of that? Yeah. I mean, I caught like, did we, I think we talked about the Canadian open on the last no, we part. Didn't. We didn't really, we, there, there wasn't one since that. Oh, right. You texted me about it. Yeah. But anyway, that, okay. It's kind of old news now. I think everyone yeah. listening to this watched it and have seen it on Sports Center. but obviously that putt was out of hand. And yeah, I mean, I, I went live. Did you end up going to any rounds? No, I, I was supposed to go Sunday and I couldn't. Something came up and I was devastated after I saw how crazy it was. But I did see you were there. You went with the Gavin guys, eh? Yeah, I was fortunate enough to uh, get the invite from Nobes. So uh, a former guest of the pod there, actually, Justin Noble. But pleasure. Got to thank him and Stu for the tickets and uh, getting me out there. That was a lot of fun and uh, it was a great day. And yeah, just like like you said, it's 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 cool to watch them. And it's funny because it's not that far off. They're all the same body. They 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 have the same attributes. They're 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 still human. They're the same as us, but they do it every time they don't just hit a good one one in every four or mess up one in every five it's like 30 in a row yeah they're gonna hit that 30 in a row like almost every time down the pipe and that and that's why they're the best players in the world and to to talk to your point about the u.s open you got to give a lot of credit to Wyndham clark i mean he tried to give the tournament away there on the last few holes he tried but uh old rory there just can't make a birdie when it matters so i mean (laughs) that's where he's at Oh, it was so crazy. I, he had a comfortable lead. And then I was like, you know, a couple holes left. I'm like, he's going to blow this. Like when you're only one stroke ahead of Rory with like three or four holes left, I was like, there's no way he's going to yeah, hang on to this. But I was you know so what? happy for him, man. I feel like everybody was. Yeah, great story, obviously, with everything he's been through with his mother passing when he was younger. And then on top of that, the struggles that he went through in golf to kind of make it to the top of golf and the pinnacle of winning his national um, open. It's absolutely incredible. But uh, it it always goes back to this Rory guy, man. Like, I feel like he can win all these small tournaments, but it's been nine years now and he hasn't won a major and he's been knocking at the door. But even though these guys are trying to give him the tournament and trying to help him win it, he just he just won't take it. He can't grab the tournament and run with it. I feel like he kind of just floats there and then stays in the mix, and then it's just too late before he kind of cranks it up. And and that putter is obviously a huge problem for him. Yeah, I mean, I saw in his interview after he was just saying like, if I just keep doing this, eventually I'll get one. Like I'm right here every time, and it, and it's true, and he will win one. Um, yeah, but you're you're right to say that, and and uh I, there's a couple things i even want to get into before we get into like some hockey talk sorry everyone keep keep the hockey stuff waiting but there's a couple funny stuff to to get to for me lately and and one of them um i was uh i was kind of texting this feels like it's been it's been two weeks without a podcast obviously so i'm kind of blurred on what's been going on but one of them i was uh um at an award ceremony where i was texting you about this cards where um our our coach for the St. Catharines Falcons won the sports person of the year in St. Catharines award. 
and we were at the city council meeting, like the coaching staff and some players and stuff to, to be there um, and support and stuff. And we're sitting there and I didn't know it was a city council meeting, by the way, none of us did. We thought it was like an award ceremony. So we got guys showing up with like backwards hats on and stuff. And there's people in suits, right? Like ready to do their job. <laughs> so anyway, we just didn't look the part, but then before they do uh, the city council meeting, I guess I'd never been to one. Um, and uh, they, they play the national anthem. So we're all, we're standing up. I'm, I'm beside uh, our assistant coach on my left and they're playing the anthem. And then right at the end of the anthem, he starts clapping and cheering. And then he goes and sits down. I sit down too. It's dead silent in there. It's you stay, you're supposed to stay standing for a moment of silence and reflection or whatever. He's cheering. I'm, I wasn't cheering at least, but I was right beside him. And, and we were both the only two people sitting in the whole city council thing. And then we immediately spring back up. Everyone's looking at us because he's cheering. He's like, you're supposed to clap after the anthem. And then someone's like, there's a moment of silence. And we're just like embarrassing everybody. Like, it was, boys, it was boys, really like, hey, you thought you were at a hockey game getting the crowd going and uh, all of a sudden people are looking at you like you got two heads. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what he said. He's like, we're hockey guys. Like, we clap after the end. And that's what he said. <laughs> anyway, like, some funny stuff going on, man. I just, it was, it was that's hilarious. Awesome. But, but I want to shout out Ty Bilby, our, the head coach and GM for the Falcons who, on winning that award because it is a pretty cool thing for him um, and for the team. And, uh, and as well, uh, before we get into Vegas winning the cup, yeah, we haven't even talked hockey, but I got a, a big, big Niagara weekend with the boys here. My, my friends from my hometown from back in Toronto, they're coming here. Well, mm. I was home to see them. They're coming here. We got like a big, not like we got like a bachelor party style weekend planned, I guess, in the sense where we got like some dinners, some parties, some golf during the days, um, the casino hit falls you and stuff, do some touristy yeah. stuff in the fall. It's going to be so fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be sick. that sounds like a weekend. Well, if you're planning to like a bachelor party, you should almost like every meal you go to say like this this the bachelor, and then and then everyone has to cycle through being the bachelor and uh and getting getting free shots and stuff at the bar because of that for sure. But yeah, uh, I be, like that idea. That'll be uh that'll be so much fun, man. And actually, speaking of guys' weekends and fun times, I guess we haven't even talked about my vacation. Yeah, um, man. Oh my God. So much has happened. I know it flew by and I kind of lost track of time when I was on my vacation. Like I didn't even like touch my phone because like the only people I really text are the guys I went on vacation with and you and that's about it. And then I check my emails. So I would just like go, go through my emails every day, make sure there's nothing important coming in there because I guess anything that's important goes through your email. It's probably not a text. So I'd always check there just in case, but, um, Man, it was unreal. Um, really hot. Punta Cana, really hot this time of year. But just to like, that's my first vacation all-inclusive that I've been on since I've been old enough to really enjoy the all-inclusive part. Was and, the, Sorry to cut you off. Was the golf course included or was that outside the resort? Yeah, man, that was included. So that was that was included with our price and we got a great deal and everything was awesome like that. Flights were smooth and and that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that i'd uh, love to share but we'd be here all day but uh i got so this is funny actually so we uh we're, we went golfing twice anyway and the golf course was really nice and the, the beach was beautiful as well but this is this is funny part about the golf course so um we get there and it, we're teeing off at 8 a.m because the people are like okay like uh you want to get there nice and early and play your golf in the morning or else it's going to be too hot and you're going to burn to a crisp out there so we're like okay yeah like that sounds respectable so Anyway, 8 a.m., you know, all-inclusive, that, that's an early morning. 
So yeah. we're we're up late the night before, um, and then we're up early the day of, and we get to the course and we rent clubs because obviously we're not going to bring our clubs for around. So, um, yeah, we get there and we we get our rentals set up. We got our clubs and the thing, and I'm like, well, we don't have any balls, and and some guy in the pro shop whispers to us because the people are trying to sell us balls. They're like a pack of pro V's for 90 American. I'm like, Oh, not a, not a shot. I'm like, not a shot. I'm paying that. So this guy whispers like this guy who's paying also to go play or whatever. Um, he goes, don't, don't worry about like golf balls. Just, just go. And I'm like, what? We're like, all right, whatever. We don't need balls. We got some. So we had, <laughs> Two. We had like two because Danny brought brought some balls. I think we had like two or three. And so we get to the tee and we were sitting there and there's this guy with a machete. This guy's walking through the bushes like because that's how they work there. They got the machete and they're whacking through the bushes. But we didn't like really like I didn't really know that at first. I thought this guy was just carrying around a machete <laughs> and and he comes up to me and, and like he starts coming towards us and I'm like oh my god like boys we gotta get in the cart let's get going like this guy's coming closer and closer and I, I'm like starting to like I'm crapping my pants like if I'm being honest and um anyways he gets closer and he's like he's he's trying to get a, a hold of us and um he's got he's holding up golf balls in his hands I'm like what so then sure enough I give him like two bucks and he gives me 10 pro v1s two dollars American for 10 pro v's man it was wild wow and, but yeah, diff- a little different when a uh, greenskeeper approaches you with a machete, and uh, <laughs> and you're you're scared for your life, and next thing you know, you're getting the deal of a life. <laughs> yeah, that, dude, that's wild, man. And I can't believe you golfed that early while you're on vacation too. I mean, I get with the sun, but and no, I was, I mean, we all know was, how an all inclusive is too. When the drinks are free, you don't have to think about it. Like you know how it is. You're on vacation, like get up that early to play. Like that's tough, <laughs> man. It, it was good though. Like it, it was kind of nice in the fact that like. You get it, you, you get going out there, you have your golf round, you have a great time out there, come home, and then it's like, it, it's only one o'clock, and you can go to the beach and still enjoy the rest of that, and then yeah. get a steakhouse or whatever at night, but no, it was it was a top-notch vacation, but I mean, I think we've talked enough about us, I mean, people tune into this podcast to hear a little bit about hockey, so I guess we gotta give them that, so yeah. with that being said, the Vegas Golden Knights, your 2023 NHL stanley cup champions so what are your first reactions um i mean they looked really good they, they like a lot of it you you hear all the injuries that florida had and that plays a big part of it but vegas was so good that uh they deserve it right so um a lot of cool storylines like we don't everyone kind of knows all how it went down but just to see the team of like people who at once a lot of them were like cast away from their teams come together and win like pretty motivating and inspiring and it's cool and yeah they got a lot of big pieces too that weren't necessarily castaways like eichel and petrangelo mark stone like those guys but you got to give kelly mccrimmon a lot of credit in the sense that he had some balls and made some big plays as an expansion team oh yeah oh huge man and uh yeah they it's it's cool cool to see i think uh they could go right back to the final next year too against the leafs so uh that should be a good (laughs) final but no no but and and Florida, like, with the injuries and with Kachuk, like, battling what, what he had, Neckblad, Montreal, all these guys, like, it, if they're healthy, like, that series is going seven. But with all those guys injured, it it wasn't close, like we saw there. Like, in, by game five, they, they just had nothing left. Yeah, and it also goes back to the fact that Vegas was such a powerhouse, I think, that 
they didn't even really get banged up. It didn't look like like they didn't look tired. They didn't look worn out. They looked like a well-oiled machine all through the playoffs, and it showed obviously. And and Florida, it's it's tough, and that's part of the playoffs. So you play through injuries, and like like what happened to Austin Barry this year, we kind of came out of the wrong side of things, I think, because of maybe injuries having an impact on that and stuff like that. But no, it's it definitely shows how good of a team Vegas was, and like you said, um, like a a band of misfits came together six years ago, and now they're cup champs um that good group like that core of them but my main question for you is do you think if they don't go to the stanley cup final in their first year of existence do they have this same kind of just catapult to the top or or do they say okay maybe we're not good enough maybe we can't make these trades um i think if they didn't have that good of a year then yeah they wouldn't have tried to rocket ship so hard to to do it now i think six years later maybe at this point they would have gotten back there anyway but i think being that close kind of rushed their expansion like we're right here like now is the time we're gonna go and then you know year after year we're like okay we're right here we're right here so like having that instant gratification kind of puts in your head like we're right there so yeah i think i think it did influence how quickly they wanted to move um and the experience of getting to the finals is is very valuable obviously and um so yeah, I think the to answer the question, yeah, I think getting there really influenced it. Here's my main question, or not my main question. Here's my like thing that I it was kind of upsetting for me to see almost is Kachuk having to miss that last game, and he was obviously Florida's heartbeat. He was their Con Smythe winner in my opinion. If they had gone on to win that series, he was everything. He if for that locker room, I believe as well, and he's the future in Florida. Uh, obviously signing his big ticket there and stuff. So to see him not be able to play, I think that really deflated them. Like, uh, and especially him being hurt in the other games too, you could tell in his game, obviously he got the big goal in the one game, but it just wasn't quite the same. And it was unfortunate in the sense that I don't think if he's not healthy, I didn't think they had a chance in that series at all. Uh, I agree. Everything you said is, uh, is right. And, He's gonna be uh he's gonna be a good, good player for a long time. So, you know, Florida looks really good. They're gonna be missing some guys at the start of the season, but you know, middle of the season come playoffs, it just shows like they just need to get in and then, you know, the rest will come. Like they're they're right there. And um, even going back to your playoffs with Barry and stuff, you talk about the injuries, it shows like you have to be good, but it's so hard to win because of the element of luck and, and that that goes into it. Like cause as good as Florida is with those injuries, like they're just unlucky. And uh, it plays a, a factor and same goes for you and Barry and, and many other teams. Like, you know, there was a little luck that just didn't go your way. And that, that's enough. Like that's enough to knock you guys out. So it's just that hard to win, man. Yeah. The playoffs are a fine line and um, yeah, that's all it comes down to. But I think uh, we've talked enough here and we're going to send it over to the interview now and stick around uh, afterwards. And we'll talk about maybe uh, some, some reaction to the cup. Uh, talking about uh, their celebration and the parade and all that in Vegas. So stick around for that, and uh, we'll flip it over to Colton Doc now. All right. We are pleased to be joined by Colton Doc. Docker, what's going on, man? Oh, not much. Excited to get the podcast going. Oh, yeah. No, I was just I was just talking to Docker, actually, Cards, before we started here about uh, how we got him on. And uh, basically, like, I'd post it up on Showbound asking for, for fan, fans to send in who they want on and someone said Colton Doc and I tagged him and 
I just said it was like us kind of shooting our shot and sure enough, he responded right away. And, and here we are like a day after. So, um, so yeah, thanks for making the time, by the way. I uh, know. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. So, I mean, you're coming off an insane year. I mean, I don't know where it even began. You got world junior gold for team Canada, WHL championship, which is insane uh, with Seattle. So like, how's the off season going for you so far now you can finally wind down? uh yeah it wasn't i just actually kind of got back uh about a week ago um after the mem cup because and i got traded from Kelowna to seattle i left a bunch of I, like i didn't go to Kelowna. i just went from from uh from here to to seattle because i got hurt so i came home for a bit so i had to go back to Kelowna and actually uh, pack up some stuff and pick up some other stuff i left behind there so it was a little, little bit of a longer trip yeah yeah, but uh, is is there anything like specifically that you're gonna be working on in the off season to kind of get ready for that uh, first pro season? Uh, well, I think for me it's a lot of shoulder rehab um, yeah. with the uh, with the injury I had, but uh, also just like kind of trying to get stronger, uh, faster down low. I think that's one of the biggest uh, biggest things I need to work on to to make that jump. Yeah, and we're gonna uh, what we typically do here, Dogger. We'll. Uh... We'll start at the start of your career, and we'll kind of work our way back up from there. And if uh, if you got any funny stories or anything like that in between, uh, we'd love to hear them. But uh, we'll start with you going sixth overall to Saskatoon in the dub. Um, obviously, that in itself is pretty incredible. And you want to just talk about your WHL draft? I, I don't think we've ever like talked about that on the pod, actually. Um, with all of our dub guys, I don't think we've ever went over anything like that. But uh you get drafted in bantam so you're what are you like yeah. 14 years old at that point and your brother was playing there at the time so take us through that day yeah no, that was pretty cool uh yeah we're 14 years old so in grade <laughs> nine uh we actually had that, that year we had uh, a really really good team i think we only lost two games all year so there's a bunch of guys who got who got picked very high but a lot of guys stay home from school that day and hang with their family and you know, like you said, Kirby was playing at Saskatoon, so it was a pretty cool moment for you know him and I getting drafted, or me getting drafted there while he's he's playing there. So it's pretty cool. I got to meet a bunch of the uh, of the staff and stuff, and I'd go down and, and watch him there. So it was a pretty uh, good connection there beforehand. Yeah, that makes life a lot easier, and especially nice for your parents too. I can imagine. But um, uh, how was it playing in Saskatoon? Big rink and crazy fans there, obviously. So how was your time there? Yeah, it was awesome. It would have it been nice if Kirby didn't make the show at 18, so I could have played with him there. But, you know, he had bigger <laughs> things on his mind. Uh, no, it was unreal. It was only a short drive for my family, so they came, they came up quite a bit. Uh, <clears throat> good place to play. Like, there's not one thing I can say about that city that would, uh, wasn't fun to be around there. Yeah, I've heard a lot of great things. And did you play with uh, Robo there, Tristan Robbins? Yeah, I played with Robbie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I know him pretty well. I'm former guest of the pod, actually, as well. So yeah, great dude there. And yeah, this is what we're actually been saying, Docker. Is every dub guy we have on seems to be a great guy. Always, always personable. They always make time, like you did, kind of right away to get on the pod. I mean, there must be something in the water out west that uh, is a little bit different than here. But uh, the boys are polite, and we really appreciate that stuff. So uh, going forward, though, how, how long did it take you to get your first goal? And uh, How'd you score it and where? Uh, well, actually, it took me a little longer than, <laughs> than I would have thought. I think it was uh, 30 games in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't very good uh, coming in as a goal scorer, so that wasn't very fun. But uh, 30 games in, uh, guy on my line shot it off a pad 2-on-1, and 
put it in the back of the net and I kind of blacked out when I saw Braid spat my <laughs> mouth guard out of my mouth. <laughs> tried to catch it and just went sideways from there. But it was a pretty cool moment. So it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. So, like you said, goal scorer, 30-game drought, never seen anything like that in your career. I mean, you probably only play like 30 games in Bantam and stuff. So when when you score that goal, like, like or not even when you score, like those 30 games, like what, what's going through your head? What are you doing to keep yourself positive? Oh, it, I think I can tell you I wasn't very positive of myself. <laughs> um, I, got, I had nine points in, in 30 games and after I scored that goal. Uh, I think I had, had 20 and like 26, whatever it was, something like that. So it uh, <laughs> kind of picked up the pace there a little bit. But, uh, yeah, that was probably one of the biggest things uh, I kind of noticed as a young kid. Like your, your mental your mental game isn't very, isn't very strong. That's kind of where it needs to be the strongest when you're not getting the, the opportunity to kind of play. And you got to find the ways to, to be positive, and then that's how you get your chances. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that will serve you well down the road. Um going into pro and stuff, having that experience under your belt. But uh, is there anything that sticks out from your time in Saskatoon? Um, any stories you want to share? I don't know if there's much stories, but uh, like, we had we had a lot of good young guys to play with. Like like Robbie, he was he was unreal yeah. to play with. He was an offensive weapon that year. Uh, Krenkovic, he was he was unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just we had a we had some twenty year olds on that team who were who were pretty tough guys too, like uh, Riley McKay. Who, who plays in the AHL? He was uh, he was on my line for a little bit, and that was kind of a treat to, treat to play with. You know, kind yeah. of every little scrum I'd get into, he'd be he'd be the first guy in there knocking guys on their butts. So it was it was pretty cool to play with some of those guys. Yeah, that makes things a lot better. And did you go with Krinkovic? Ended up in was he in Seattle? Yeah, he came. Uh, so I got traded to Kelowna uh, two years after, or my second right. year after my second year. And then Crank got traded last year, last summer to Seattle. And then I got traded to Seattle the deadline this year. So it was kind of a full circle and got reunited. So it was nice to play with them again. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's nice to win with old teammates as well. It's a little bit of a special bond there. But uh, no, that's unreal. And obviously, uh, we'll get into the uh, the dub, winning the dub and everything like that later. But uh, Rask, I know you got uh, something good here. Yeah, even but like I want to talk about the NHL draft, but even before that, we like. Do you think I want to ask you? Do you think the dub is the toughest league, like physically, of in the three major junior leagues? Well, I mean, I played against the other two, so like we going into it, we're like, okay, we're just gonna bully these kids. We're gonna, we are just gonna run them out of the rink, and uh, I'll give it to the the Quebec team was actually probably the hardest, toughest guys to play against. Like, yeah, like Otter, I think in the Ontario game, he threw a big hit in the first shift, but those Quebec guys actually were pretty physical and kind of weared some of the boys down, but you know, they're, they're both really good teams and, you know, in the end, Quebec was the best. So that was, uh, that was that, but, uh, you know, they're very, they're pretty physical, but we, we definitely thought we were going to run them out of the rink. Yeah. No, fair enough. It's kind of, what's the, what's the fight limit in the dubs? Is it, is it unlimited still? Like what? Do you oh yeah, no, you can you can drop it as many times as you want. <laughs> That's crazy. So like, you got the Q next year. They got no fighting. We got us with three in the O, and then you guys just fucking let them fly every night. <laughs> yeah, we're we had a guy on our team who's trying to see who like who's a fighter on the O, and he's trying to look at their hockey fights. <laughs> like the most guys have are like four fights, and he's like, I can't even study these guys to fight them. 
that's crazy man so yeah see so see in the old we don't even have like fighters anymore you guys obviously still have those those guys who are just like strictly there they just want to kill guys every night like i i don't know like i don't know your opinion on this but i think you got to be an absolute sicko to want to go out there and get punched in the face every night but <laughs> oh yeah no there is uh well, like when i was growing up i was always like a feisty kid and i always thought like you know when i get to the dub i'll be able to to handle myself and um I was 16. I got my first fight. I fought a 20 year old and uh, I threw two punches and he was just waiting for his time. And I slipped up and he caught me right on the, right in the jaw and one punched me. I fell over. And that was, uh, that was the first fight. So that wasn't very good. Yeah. I don't know if you, you, you guys, I guess you didn't do your homework too well, picking a 20 bomb to go in your uh, 16 year, but Hey, I guess oh. you learned learn the hard way <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty funny actually because the, the game before we played on a back-to-back a home and home and is this guy got hit into our bench and his stick got caught underneath the bench and it, my his guy who was sitting beside me was stepping on his stick and thought it was the funniest thing in the world and i started <laughs> laughing at it and this guy sucker punched me on the bench oh. and then <laughs> in the next game i try and fight him and yeah, he got the best of me <laughs> that's all right <laughs> but that's it, you got to learn the hard way sometimes yeah yeah no, was this during the, the 30 game drought this was at the end of the year so i was I already okay. had a goal so i was all right i was okay okay i thought you were gonna <laughs> ch- just change it up in t- 30 games no goal just become a fighter now oh i, I should have i probably would have wouldn't have got one punch yeah <laughs> i've been practicing it more anyway um i yeah i want to talk about the nhl draft so after that second year in saskatoon <laughs> you go second round to chicago um, and just like in the dub draft, same spot as your older brother. So um, your draft was in the COVID year. So you didn't play that many games that year. Um, but how do you feel that season went for you overall? Uh, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, we had, what, uh, 11 months, 10 months to, to train and stuff like that. So going into it, I actually felt really good. And my first shift, I was playing with uh, Robinson Krinkovic and we got scored on twice. <laughs> Then we got benched for the rest of the period, so <laughs> our first game didn't go so well. But uh, we kind of picked it up after that, so we were we were pretty fortunate to get, kind of get our uh, our lesson at the start of the start of the twenty games, and rather in the middle of it. Yeah, fair enough. Can you like take us through your NHL draft day and like all the way up until the moment you were picked, and kind of how that all went down? Yeah, so uh, the first day I got put up on a Zoom call uh, on the league and kind of had some some family and friends, not a whole bunch of people just because, you know, I didn't know where I was going to go. So I uh, didn't have too much people around. And then that second day, uh, I kind of knew I was going somewhere uh, earlier on. So I had uh, a bunch of more family over. And my brother actually kind of ruined the surprise because he got a text from one of the management. And he looked at me before, like, Chicago was even on the board. So <laughs> I was like, uh, he kind of ruined it. He told my buddy to go grab the hat. So I knew I was getting picked before I got picked. Wow spoiler holy so um yeah. did, did they send you like all the hats was it one of those yeah i had i had all the hats and we had kind of all lined up on the on the ping pong table and, and the zoom called on but we had one friend just sitting there ready to grab the hat <laughs> hat guy <laughs> i want to be hat guy um that's, <laughs> that's funny. a cool gig and then um so like did you have a lot of contact with chicago like i assume you probably did with your brother being there and stuff like did you talk a lot um Kind of not really. Uh, I had maybe two Zoom calls with them and, and one phone call. That was, uh, that was about okay. it. Uh, I had a lot of Zoom calls with uh, St. Louis, actually, and I thought that's where I was going to end up. 
but you know, a lot of people say on you know, the most Zoom calls, the more Zoom calls or, or interactions you have with people, sometimes it's not going to work out. So, yeah, maybe they were trying to get to know you and they just didn't like you. Yeah, maybe they didn't <laughs> like me. <laughs> um, did you get any like weird or unique questions from any teams in interviews? Uh, I think that one that's been thrown out there from from Montreal. The would you rather grab the the twenty dollar bill on top of the toilet or the hundred dollar you know, in the toilet? So. That was probably like one of the weirder ones. Um, what do you say? To them? Yeah. What do you? Well, you got to grab the hundred. You got to grab the hundred, right? You got to get dirty yeah. with it. Well, what, if, yeah, what, if, what if the toilet's like full? Are you still grabbing the hundred? Well, that's like it's like what if the corner's full of boys? You got to get the puck, right? You got to go in there. <laughs> that's the answer they want. That's why they ask the question. Uh, well, there's that one. They also asked me what kind of animal animal I think I am. Uh, I said a I said a grizzly bear because I thought you know bigger bigger guy you know uh, maybe not as fast but you know physical um, and then at the end of the Zoom call the the guy comes and goes I don't think you're a bear I'm like all right <laughs> you ask him what he thinks you are he said he said something but it, like, it was complete opposite and I was like I wasn't very happy with it oh man that's funny dude yeah, I yeah. he didn't think you were a bear because you got one punched yeah maybe <laughs> he's like I don't think you're a bear I'm like oh. All right. <laughs> say say thanks, buddy. That's actually yeah. ridiculous. So I never heard the uh, the toilet one, but I've heard the uh, the animal one before. And um, actually, I think it was JT. Listen to this one, Rask. You'll appreciate this. But uh, so he he gets asked this question, and it was by Montreal, and that was who asked you, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Montreal. Yeah. Okay. And and he he says he says he w- he would be a squirrel. <laughs> because because he could like collect things and like be be like really smart and like outsmart the other animals and like store nuts for the winter and just like outsmart everyone i go that might be the most absurd answer, That's a bad answer. did he That's like tough. do you think he pre like thought of that on the spot or was he like thinking about he was gonna oh, get no. this that was that was on the spot like i, okay. I don't know like, you know, like, I don't know, ask Docker, but how awkward was it? Like when they asked you that, like, it, it's gotta be like a pretty awkward moment. You're going to tell the guy like what an, what kind of animal you are. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we, so I did my zoom call in after my workout in the morning and I had like Gunther there, Zellweger there. Um, Chagall was there. Coolman's was there. So all these guys were doing the same, doing the same interview zoom call. So Gunner was like telling us all the questions, what they're going to ask. And we'd all be ready for it. Cause you know, he's, he's probably like going first. In those. <laughs> yeah, it's like cheating on a test. So like we were kind of thinking about it and, and we kind of knew. So we all like were talking about which animals we we're going to pick and we didn't want to pick the, we didn't want to pick the same ones. So like everyone kind of picked different ones. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. It's like, it's like the boys cheating on a math test in high school, but uh, NHL. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, when you all submit the same paper, you're like, just reword it, like just change it up. But um, <laughs> it, who had like the best and the worst? And did anyone have like a, a stupid one? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure Coolman's had something dumb. He he always likes to kind of be a smart ass, but uh, <laughs> he definitely did something funny. Uh, I don't know. I think I think Zellweger said a, a wolf or something like that because that's you know, a sneaky predator, something yeah. like that. So yeah, he's he's kind of one of those. So okay. I mean, I guess they didn't like any of your answers because none of you guys ended up there. But yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's let's get into Kelowna a little bit. I know we talked about how much you loved it and stuff like that, but you get traded to one of the best places in the CHL, arguably a beautiful place to live and everything like that. So, how did oh, that? Yeah. Uh, how did the trade go down? Um, well, I was actually 
in Chicago at this time and we were driving back from the rink and I was with my brother and uh, Duncan Keith called called Kirby and was like like this is so sick Colton's going to Kelowna that's awesome I had no idea I got traded yet (laughs) another spoiler yeah uh and Kirby's like what are you talking about he goes Colton just got traded to Kelowna like I see it they just got traded I'm like oh that's that's pretty sick like I didn't know kind of what to expect going into it never kind of been traded before but uh you know flew into Victoria when the guys were playing and (laughs) Victoria isn't very good it wasn't they weren't very good and I show up there and and they lost to Victoria I'm like oh this is it's going to be a tough year if this keeps happening. So, but uh, no, they were, they were great guys. It was awesome. You know, still best friends with a lot of them and, and kind of got in there and we actually won back to back games. So it was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. You, you write the ship, put, put Doc, <laughs> you'll be all right. Boy. <laughs> yeah. You know, put them out there. Hey, I keep going. I want to grab something. I have a cool Kelowna thing right around the corner. Keep talking cards. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah. Leave that in the pod too. Um, so you you had seventy eight point or seventy nine points in your first season, yeah. and you signed your ELC with Chicago in that October. Um, did you make any big purchases off the bat? I actually haven't really made any purchases at all. Um, my brother Curb's trying to buy, uh, sell me this G wagon so he can buy a new one, and I'm like, that's just ridiculous. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> that's uh, what a few years of, in the show will do for you. Tell him you need a family discount of eighty percent off. Yeah, hundred percent almost. But he's like, he's like, why just do it? I'm like, okay, if I show up to camp with zero NHL games at a G wagon, what do you think they're gonna do to me? Like <laughs> that ain't that ain't gonna be right. So, but that'd be that'd be some serious jam showing up. Say, boys, seen this one before. That'd be confidence for sure. <laughs> I want to jump in, so I got, I got. You probably got this stick too. I got a Kelowna Rockets Mem Cup stick. Oh um, yeah. With the uh, from the Mem Cup that never happened, with the Carmichael too. and everything. Yeah. No, oh, those are Kelowna pretty. Kelowna Rockets sticks. colors, all that stuff. It was just just nasty. Gotta love it. So Rash, yeah. you're a big Rockets fan, are you? I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I, I got the twig, so why not? I mean, oh, they're they're they're... talking about getting you on for years. So I mean, this is it made his day right there. And he, he knew he had, he was pulling that stick out for sure. <laughs> so you know That's what? Awesome. So this this uh, this stick it was sitting in our equipment room cards, and we had a guy that used to play on Kelowna, but this was like six years ago, and um, it was his stick, and he left, and it was in the equipment room, and I just said to the equipment manager, I was like, hey, like whose stick is that? He's like, I don't know. It's like just been sitting here for like a while. I was like, can I just take it? He's like, yeah, like we're never gonna use it. So I don't know. I don't think it has any like value or anything. I thought it was cool because it was like the Mem Cup that never happened with the logo and all that. But whatever. Now I got it. This is the first yeah, time I got to pull it out of the closet. Those are pretty cool. Is that is that Baz Ryan who played on you, with you? Oh yeah. So Baz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baz. He's one of my really good buddies. But it, it actually wasn't. This wasn't from him. No, um, that's Carmichael's, right? Yeah, it's Carmichael's stick. But he wasn't here either. I can't remember yeah. who brought it. But it it was it was here before Baz got here. But do you know Baz? Um, I don't know him, but we were riding back on the bus one day and we thought it'd be funny if we just called guys around the league and acted as NHL scouts and put like blocked phone numbers and tried to prank them or something like that. And I ended up calling, uh, they told me to call him because everyone else had his contact. So I called him and pretended to be an NHL scout from, from Toronto. We searched up like their, their names or whatever. Just tried to mess with them a little bit. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> Oh my God. I'm calling Baz right now. You got to press <laughs> up to this. Let's see. 
There's <laughs> no way you're gonna you're gonna put him on the spot. He probably doesn't even know it was him, and you're just gonna sewer him live on. Ba- Baz knows this guy's tapped in. He knows everything in the league. He tells me all the stories. Like I don't I think he's gonna te- pick up though. But I texted he, him right after. Oh, I texted not. him right after and said, "Hey, hey, man, this was just a prank. Didn't mean to do that." And then he 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 responds with. All good, bro. Yo, if you ever in Vancouver, hit me up. Like, right. He's so nice, these, <laughs> dude. These guys on the west side of Canada are just the best. Like, he's the best guy, man. Like, he's <laughs> such a good dude. But that's hilarious. Anyway, I mean, yeah. we can keep it moving. We don't need to talk. Make this the bad show. But um, <laughs> where are we at, cards? Where are we going? Um. Anyway, I like <laughs> we we talked about it. Anyway, why don't uh, we just get into the World Jays because we got a gold medalist on the pod, and we might as well talk a little bit about that. You make the team. Um, <laughs> Canada World Junior Team, for those who don't know, played four games but got injured and couldn't finish the tournament. Team Canada went on to win gold, and you were a part of that. So just tell us about that tournament and just the experience of being there and how cool it was for you to win a gold medal. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll start from the start, you know, kind of making the team. Um, going into it, I had my meeting with the staff and the guy pulls me in and goes like, just to let you know, you're not here because of your play this season so far. You're here because what you did in the summer at our camp. And I'm like, all right, this is not a good start. Uh, <laughs> but kind of went in there and just, you know, kind of played a heavy role and then kind of a, a physical guy. And uh, the way our like hotel room was situated, me and Reed Schaefer, uh, it was, the window was towards the door downstairs to walk out to, to like see, you know, you can see like the outside and whatever and where the lobby starts. Mm-hmm. So we were, our eyes were glued on the front door to see which guys were leaving. And we were counting how many forwards were leaving and to see if, you know, how many guys were, were getting cut to see if we needed to make it. So we were sitting there watching for maybe an hour and a half. Uh, it was pretty crazy. And and then Reed got a phone call and he's like, and we're like, Oh my God, no. He gets a phone call and it's someone saying that, you know, his, uh, his car has been towed or something like no. that back in Seattle. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what the heck? Because the phone so, yes. call means you're getting cut, right? So that's what you guys thought? Yeah, because they, they call you down to the to the lobby to talk to you. And we're like, no, there's no way. Like, we're sitting in there together. We're panicking. And my dad's calling me every five seconds to see if I know anything more. And his dad's doing the same thing. And, oh, it was <laughs> probably the most stressful time of our lives. Dude, that's actually insane. So when, when you finally, like, were you, like, settled at any point? Or was it until you got, like, the knock on the door that you knew? Well, we started hearing, or hearing some of the guys like just you know cheering and saying like "F and right," like "Let's go, let's go." Um, so then we kind of heard the knock at the door, and we we're like, "Let's get it, let's go!" Like we're we're buzzing now. So we <laughs> saw the coaches out there, and we were we were pretty pumped, and saw the camera, and you know I was kind of just blacked out from there. Huh. That's Did incredible. they ever like cut like one roommate and keep the other? Was there a situation where that happened? Oh, yeah. For sure. so, so a stop chuck, he was in his room with his uh, roommate. I forget who it was, and and the roommate got cut. And Zach played on the summer team. That uh, like the when it got canceled from COVID, he came and, and played for the summer. And they came in and like told him like the guy to pack up his bag. And Zach thought it was meant that he was packing up his bag. No, so he starts he like, his heart drops. He starts packing it up, and like he didn't even play the games because he knew like, they knew he was on the team. Like they didn't play. He didn't play any of the exhibition games. And he just so he's like, no way. So he starts packing up his bag. The guy before before him leaves. The, the guy doesn't even tell him that he's not cut. He waits for the guy to leave. He's like, no, no, no. You're you're good. You're good. No. <laughs> yeah. That's he a, he awesome. said it was the scariest moment of his life. 
Oh my god, man, that's that's criminal by them to even like yeah. start packing up and stuff. But like, I mean, like, what do you say to the other guy? Like, hey, buddy, like, you didn't make it. This guy, like, you're good, buddy. But like, this guy, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty tough, but uh, it was pretty funny after when he was, he was telling us we all went to dinner. He's like, oh, I was sweating. Oh, I guess. Oh man, that that's like, yeah, I made it the year before, and then they just walk in, tell me <laughs> he did. That's it. Yeah, tough. I know. That would have been uh, that would have been sketchy for sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the gold medal. Like, obviously, you weren't out there, but you won gold. You played games. You did your part. So, to be able to be a gold medalist at uh, at the World Juniors, how how was that feeling? Yeah, that was pretty special. Uh, I mean, that's not something you get to do every day. So, uh, going into that tournament, you know, I was just excited to, to throw the jersey on it and play. I wasn't really focused on on too much and. Uh, that first game when we lost to, to Czechia, the, our, our room was before the game and everywhere else. We were pretty talkative guys. Like we like to joke around. And there wasn't much. Too, there wasn't too many serious guys. Like like Shannon was probably the most serious out of <laughs> everyone. But uh, you know we're all joking around, and and then that game happens, and you know I don't think there was a there was a word said for I think till the next afternoon or even even later. Like it was complete silence and. Everyone was like, "All right, we gotta turn some things around here." So that was that was a pretty cool moment to to see that. And it was it was good. We went through that adversity there. And you're you're sitting there. You guys lose to Czechia. You or going in rather. I'll talk about that. Did you guys honestly? You you thought you were gonna wipe them? No. Well, we. So I'll tell you a story. I don't know if Shannon's gonna be too happy, but we we played a lot of sewer ball. Yeah, uh, before the game, and I guess Shannon didn't like that we were too focused on that. So we he, uh, he kind of. You know, as a captain, as a leader, trying to you know, get our, our minds right on the game, he, he said, you know, maybe we uh maybe we can the sewer ball and, and just you know try and focus on the game beforehand because we we're getting too wound up about it. So because yeah, and that was you know the boys didn't really like that rule, but uh, you know we came back and, and just focused up for the next game and, and won those. There you go. <laughs> yeah, whatever it whatever it takes. I mean, you guys won gold at the end of the day, so you could have lost it. Uh, as long as you win that gold. At- day nobody can complain but uh i mean we got it as soon as we announced that you were coming on we got a ton of fan questions about this and uh so i mean i'm sure you've been asked a million times well what was it like playing with bedard yeah uh i don't know i've been asked that quite a bit uh he's he's you know everything you see on the ice and how good he is he's he's just as like kind of good off the ice you know he's there's nothing you can say that's bad about him type of thing uh going in like you want to like, oh, this guy's 17 years old. He's just a kid. Like, you know, he can't be that perfect. But, you know, uh, off the ice, he was nothing more than just an absolute beauty. Like, he's, he's awesome to be around. Uh, pretty good ping pong player as well. Uh, you know, there's nothing he's, he's bad at. So he, uh, he ran the show a little bit on the ping pong table. Yeah. I mean, I, so actually, Rask, I didn't even tell you about this, but I, he, he flew in here to like Whitby, like Oshawa area to skate. <laughs> Uh, a few times last week so I skated with him twice and this is my first time even like seeing him in person and stuff and his shot like I don't know if you notice anything docker but that thing is incredible it sticks longer than mine and he's what five ten five and nine he, I'm six he puts, he puts everything into that shot eh oh everything it's it's well he's got Popeye forearms like it's it's crazy like coach Shippy's saying you know he does those wrist curls all the time but uh <laughs> no he's <laughs> He's just a you know a jacked human being. Like seeing him 
you know, you're like this kid's 17 years old and he's maybe 6% body fat and just absolute all muscle. Just, he puts everything into that shot. Yeah, I guess you'll be seeing it a lot more now. I didn't even clue in on that, but uh, that's yeah, I know that. <laughs> that'll be pretty, pretty all right for, for everyone there in the, in Chicago. Yeah, that's not a bad future to be building around for you to get in there on. But uh, Ras, let's talk a little bit about the playoffs here. Yeah, even just one more before we get into the the playoff round you were just on. It was one of the fan questions, but it's a good time to throw it in now. But um, the question is, what was going through your head when Bedard scored that OT winner against Slovakia? Uh, so that game, I was I was hurt. So I was up in the, not the press box, but like where all the, it was kind of like, it was just a section where all the media sit. Uh, I was with one of the staff members on Team Canada, and the entire game, I'm like banging on the desk, like cheering, like you know, a big block. I'm smacking the desk, and this lady comes up to me, he's like, "Hey, you can't do that." Like we're trying to write and type and everything. I'm like, I'm just cheering, like I, I don't know, like I, don't, I can't keep it in. And then when he scored that goal, I just like started, I smashed the desk, I threw a bottle down on the stands, <laughs> like I was going crazy. <laughs> that was that was one of the sickest goals I've ever seen. No, you're banned from the press box. <laughs> yeah, he actually uh, one of the staffs came, came out to me. He's like, "Yeah, we don't, we don't know if we can put you back up there for, for the next semi game." So it was it was pretty cool. Oh man, yeah, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, we want to get into the the playoff run here with Seattle. Uh, and just firstly, what kinds of things did you learn? Maybe even you can teach the listeners, like from a long playoff run like that and the ups and downs of it all. Like, what do you what did you learn? Uh, well, I think firstly, like adversity is something that you're going to deal with in playoffs like that's just it's just a given like there's even if you go like 16 and all like you win every sweep every round like there's going to be a time in a game where you know there's going to be something's not going right so I think for us we lost we actually lost the last game of the regular season so we kind of had that feeling of, of a loss and you know we didn't you know not a lot of guys in our team we had a lot of high profile guys so they didn't really like that and just the, the way we like, you kind of bounce back from, from stuff like that. So that was probably one of the biggest things I, I took away from it was, was the way you you rebound after, you know, bad shifts, um, unlucky breaks in a game, uh, or, or even a, a total loss. Yeah, 100%. And then, can, like, maybe almost, like, round by round, we don't need to get too into it, but can you give, like, a mini mini breakdown of, how like, what the playoff run was like? Yeah, so first first round we played Kelowna, so my old team. Uh, and it was pretty funny because the year before I was with Kelowna, we got we played Seattle and lost to Seattle. <laughs> so I was on the other side of it this year, which worked out way better. Um, but all those guys knew every way to kind of like, you know, trigger me or get me a little on edge. And it was pretty funny skating by the bench. And you know, they'd always skill out the, the little chirps and inside things on, on the ice. And it was pretty funny, though. They're all good guys. So, you know, that first series, uh, you know, we kind of knew – well, what to expect going in like we were we were pretty much a powerhouse team so just kind of how to capitalize on our opportunities and, and limit their power play so that was one of the biggest things we we did and then uh even moving like second third round finals like can you take us through that that second round was good it was well we we played prince george so that's i think it was a 13 hour bus ride oh oh it was brutal you, guys, you didn't fly no no we're not you're not allowed to fly till the final so we we had to go – we played, I think it was Welcome Friday – Yeah, Friday, Saturday, bust all day Sunday, played Monday, Wednesday, and then bust home. So, thank God we won on – we swept them. Because if we didn't, guys yeah. were just like, this is, this is it. We're done. <laughs> I don't want 
we're not busting all the way back to play a hockey game. So thank God we got that series uh, done with. And uh, like the third round we played Kamloops. Uh, they're pretty. They're a pretty good team. Uh, Mem Cup host. So uh, we had a we had a lot of friends on that team. A lot of familiar guys, like a lot of World Junior guys. Uh, Stank Ovens, Zellweger, Bankier. Uh, they're they're a pretty good team. Pretty physical as well in that in that rink. It's pretty small in there. But uh, like we won the first game. Uh, on the second game in overtime, luckiest shot I've ever seen. A one-timer from the point goes through the goalie's chest and in somehow. That was pretty pretty crazy. Um, second game we lost. We just we kind of thought we were, it was in our bag. We were going to win. Didn't end up that way. Had a nice day to regroup. Uh, went back at it and uh, kind of had pedal on the metal there and then won. I don't forget. I forget the score. It was like eight one or something like that. And Gunner Gunther had a hat trick, so that was pretty nice getting him going. Uh, yeah, not a big deal, but uh, you know, he was he was our power horse the whole playoffs. I think yeah, we had we had 19 games. He had like 16 goals. Like he's his shot is just crazy. Yeah, not a bad year for that guy either. A couple show talks, golden goal, and then that not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, year. that was that was pretty crazy. He actually he got to meet with Crosby after he scored the golden goal. Like he was he sent me out on Instagram. I was like, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's, cool. that's pretty cool though wow. have you like just talking Crosby and stuff have you got to like meet I'm sure you have like Patty Kane and Johnny Taze and like those guys in Chicago yeah actually as soon as I got drafted I got I got a text from from Kane um uh, I was something along the lines like uh you know congrats on being drafted and uh now we can get the the, the better dock in town or something like that and kick over <laughs> the second line there's something along those lines so it's it pretty funny and I like, didn't know what to respond, and uh, my uncle's like, "You got to say something funny back." I'm like, oh, "I don't know," and I was like, "Oh, thanks, man. Uh, I'm glad to to be coming there and be the bigger bigger doc in town now." So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's he's unreal. Uh, first time meeting him in person, just comes up, gives me knuckles in the gym. He's like, "Hey, Gainer." I'm like, "Oh, hi, hi. <laughs> how's it going?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've I've watched you since I was ten. <laughs> oh man yeah that's funny but uh i mean moving along even just like with the the dub finals they're like talk about winning the championship how cool it was and although like sh- kind of you gotta keep it short celebration and move on to the memory but how sick was it to win yeah that was unreal um that was so cool uh going into that and that uh friday if it was a friday game too it was just kind of set up perfectly you know going into a weekend the the Seattle fans I don't know if you ever if you ever watched the game or anything but they're they're crazy like they're unreal it's so awesome great atmosphere and when the opposing team skates out they chant like when a pig sucks when a pig sucks so it's like you just get so amped up for the game it's it's awesome to do it at home was was, was so cool one funny story actually after we won you know boys did their laughs with the trophy and take the team photo. Uh, two of the guys went out to the to the parking lot to get the coolers of beer and, and drink so, you know, the guys can have some fun in the dressing room and they get locked out. And because we're in the States, it's 21, you know, like you can't, they're not supposed to drink, right? You're, everyone's yeah. <laughs> under 20. The commissioner's walking by and he's he's the one who told everyone, like, we can't drink or something like that in the room. And the commissioner walks by outside. These guys are stuck outside sitting on the cooler drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> full gear as well just sitting there and he comes up shakes their hands says congrats and walks away it was pretty funny that's out 
man. That's unreal, though. I love the fact they're in full gear, and they, they don't even, like, no more attempts. They just sit down and crank <laughs> It is like yeah, someone will get the door eventually. They'll be waiting for it. But well, they're like, we got unreal. we got the beer. Like they're gonna have to come <laughs> yeah. get us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's pretty funny. Oh that's man, awesome. yeah, that's a good one. And then even like so going into the memory, how was it? Like the media attention, the fans. Like how crazy was that experience? Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, we had a bunch of guys uh, who like dealt with stuff like that before, but then you know you have some young guys on the team who've, who've never seen that before as well. So. Uh, we had we had a good mix about uh, talk about that before we kind of went into it. Um, I think the biggest thing for for a lot of guys was just seeing like you know every team was watching you practice just to try and get any kind of notes on you or anything like that. So that was one of the biggest things is people watching you, you're practicing. You, you don't want to mess up in practice and look like a bum out there. So you're try, <laughs> trying to be the cool guy out there, stick on and trying to go short side every time. <laughs> yeah i guess i guess you're not like practicing the power play and stuff in front of all those eyes like you know. no we had uh we had two days of practice before and that's where we did our our uh power play before we went to cam loops we partied uh friday night saturday sunday skated monday tuesday left yeah. okay then right at it so one of my yeah. questions before i flip it back to car and then we kind of start wrapping it up but uh, like you you win and, and it's so crazy and it's the coolest thing there's nothing like it and obviously you go to the mem cup lose and there's those feelings of you know you were right there and almost won it all but at the end of the day you won the dub so are you guys able to go back and be like we did it like we won or or is there kind of like a sour taste still like does it ruin uh, it a little yeah it was pretty funny we get on the we got on the bus after uh we like packed because we had to leave right away like in gamos we lost the game packed up our stuff and we left back to seattle and uh we got on the bus and krankovic actually gets on the bus and <laughs> stands up and goes, yo boys, we're still champs. Eh? And, <laughs> and like everyone starts screaming and, and celebrating, but yeah, that, that, uh, that tournament, you know, we, you go into it as champs and you know, you don't lose. You kind of feel like you kind of forget you win you know, your league. So that was, uh, took a little bit for the boys to kind of, you know, get that uh, out of the way and, and just start focusing on you know, having fun and then celebrating the season with the guys. That's awesome though. It's like, <laughs> what an opportunity to like be able to go to the mem cup, uh, let alone go to the finals and have the season that you guys did. But I might add too, I think Rask, both, both you and I kind of, we, we picked them to win it all too. eh? Yeah, we did. We said it on this podcast. We, we were picking you guys. Yeah. We thought you guys were a wagon, but I mean, yeah. it's so tough in a one gamer, but anyway, um, we'll get into the, a couple T birds questions for you here. So uh, just, I'm going to spit some questions and you're going to fire some answers back about your teammates or yourself. So how would your teammates describe you? Uh, you know, maybe a little grumpy in the mornings. Uh, not really of a morning person. Get to the rink and just kind of sit around for a little bit. That's 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 how they describe, describe me for sure. That's funny. Get this guy a coffee. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who's the funniest guy on the team? Crank Kovic for sure. Uh, just quick with it. Everything, anything you say to him, he's coming back, you know, 10 times faster and, and harder. I love that. Uh, who's the best and worst chirper? I'm guessing he's the best chirper. He's, I, I'd say he's the worst though. Cause he, he says stuff that's like not even funny, but he just laughs at him. So you, you find it funny. Like, <laughs> his, his laugh is so contagious. It's, it's awesome. But he says, like, he won't even be funny. He'll be like, ah, oh, you suck. And, like, he'll laugh at it or something like that. And he'll yeah. just start laughing. So he's uh, he's pretty funny like that. I don't know. There, we had a, 
nobody nobody really chirped like like the other teams really. Like I was I was probably like the biggest one to kind of chirp and said some stuff to to other guys. I was like, yeah. I got pretty fired up during some games. Okay, yeah, I can't blame you there. Uh, um, who's the best and the worst dressed? Uh, well, I'd say Sanders best dressed for sure. He's got some. He's got some good style. Uh, and then Krankovic for the worst dress. The guy doesn't even know what a tie-tie. <laughs> I mean, if you had the wagon, it would have put you over the top. That would have been you, but um, I'm sure you do. Uh, yeah. Who's the most likely to be a coach when they're finished? Uh, that's a good one. Uh, maybe maybe Siona. I feel like he'd, he'd be pretty good at it. Uh, he's, got, he's, a good, he's got a lot of patience, a lot of patience being a captain. Uh, a yep. good leader as well, so I think he'd, he'd be a pretty good one. Okay, and if you were stranded on an island for a month with three other members of the Seattle Thunderbirds, who would you want them to be? Uh, I'd be Bryce Pickford for sure, uh, 16 year old on our team. He uh, he he would know how to handle a situation out there. Uh, who else? Would I? Maybe maybe Millick. Uh, you know, he's if he brings his guitar, he can sing some songs out there. So that'd be nice. that'd be pretty, pretty cool. And one and more. more. Got to pick one more. Oh, one more. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe do Gunner. Just get some laughs out there. Create some chaos. He was, he was my roommate, so it was pretty funny. Okay. Yeah, pretty good. And then uh, we'll, we'll take it into the fan questions as we kind of wrap it up here. We had so many, but had to, had to only choose a few. And they're still coming in now. I got the post up. They're still rolling in, but – um, one we kind of always ask is what stick do you use and what specs on it? I use the agent right now. Um, I have Kucherov curve on it. So kind of just like a custom, whatever he uses. I just wanted to try it out for summer. Use that, uh, 87 flex and, uh, like nipple grip, the, the bubble, whatever it's called. That's, mm -hmm. that's all I use on, on for my stick. Okay. Uh, do you how do you tape it up? uh i kind of have a weird tape job to be honest you know blades toe to heel kind of a little little sock on there but my knob i go uh like i go like this far down i measure it like that and i go up once down once up once down once i do that four times cool. just kind of like a, a thick knob on there uh and then yeah, that's about it okay that's interesting um do you do you have any funny coach stories? Like anytime like a coach has lost it on someone or like any anything that comes to mind where you're like your coach, some story? Yeah, uh when I was sixteen, uh we we're doing a three on two drill. And one of the older guys on the team was you know, having a tough tough skate or something like that. Uh wasn't wasn't handling the puck very well and the coach kinda got in his face and uh he asked him to fight and the guy said, Yeah, I'll fight you right now. And I was like, I was sixteen. I was like, Oh boy, this ain't gonna be good. Uh, practice got pretty heated there uh and some other funny oh there's i wouldn't say it's really funny it's it's kind of awkward uh in Kelowna we uh so two or last year we had uh we had to put one, one of our dogs down and my mom called me and told me that the night before and i go to practice the next day and i told one guy on the team and everyone's skating around it's kind of everyone's not talking just like a quiet day and the coach comes in he's like what what the hell like did, did someone dog die last night and Oh. You know, I just I sat there. I'm like, oh no! Like, oh. wiping my eyes. And one of the guys comes up to me, gives me a hug, and he's like, "Yeah, Colton's dog." 
see how that's that's a tough one but no it's that was, those are i don't really have anything else that uh, kind of happened or, or maybe this uh in seattle this year i showed up there with my shoulder injury skated the first day coach is like oh doc you're gonna you gotta hop on the peloton i was like oh like, i don't got i think you need like certain shoes for those right i don't i don't got those i think i'm good He's like, oh, no, I got some over here for you. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but he's making sure you're getting on that thing no matter what. Oh, he's, he was making sure I was on that Peloton. That's oh. funny. <laughs> so uh, one of the questions, too, back to the World Juniors, just we all kind of saw it on TV how crazy the fans were and stuff, but being there, like, how crazy were the fans? Oh, it was it was nuts. Uh, we would, I think, what, we'd take an hour after games, hour and 15, something like that after a game to – you know, wind down, shower, change, you know, mess around for a little bit. We walk out and there'd still be hundreds of people sitting by our bus waiting for, well, obviously waiting for Bedsy to to get off so they could all see him. But it was, it was just crazy. Like that city was awesome to be a part of, uh, you know, for that time. We'd go on walks in the morning and, and everyone would, you know, be taking pictures with us and, and everything like that. So it was, it was such a cool, cool moment for, you know, for me especially. I actually like it reminds me. I mean, everyone's been talking about Bedard for so long now, but he had so much attention on him. Like, I'm scrolling through TikTok, everything's like some video of Bedard walking out of the <laughs> rink. Like, it's all it was the Bedard show complete. Like, how did you guys were you, you guys just having a laugh at all that? Like, as a team? Oh, yeah, I know. We definitely we we had our fun with it for sure. Um, I mean, I, I always went behind him on the bus just so I can get a little extra airtime on TV uh but no he is he's definitely he does really good with that stuff he's he's very well media trained uh that one, one interview with uh him you know being spacey when the when the check guys walk by that was pretty funny uh yeah. but that's a you know he's he's been dealing with that since he was like 12 years old so yeah yeah um two more for you or maybe three but yeah two more what what kinds of things is chicago telling you now in like this summer as you're heading into the to your first pro year like what, what's the communication like uh you know for me i think it's just that consistency of play i think that's one of the biggest things i gotta work on uh definitely to play pros you know that's that's how you make it you know in the nhl is, is being a consistent player so that's one of the one of the bigger areas of my game I, I need to grow okay yeah that's a good point um and last one just how often in the season are you talking with kirby and like, what kinds of advice has he given you? What do you guys talk about in the season and all that? Uh, yeah. Uh, sometimes we don't really talk about hockey too much, to to be honest. Uh, we just kind of phone call after every game and, and give a rundown about the game. That's about it. And off days, we'll call each other, play some video games. That's about it. Uh, I got to go down actually and watch a few of his games this year after I separated my shoulder. Uh, I went to Montreal for a week uh, for his birthday. That was, that was pretty special. Uh, I remember we got to watch him play for since he's been in Saskatoon. So it was, it was a while. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's cool. It's it's really cool for you guys, man. And it'll be cool when we get the battle of the docks going on at some point in the show. Like, that'll be pretty sweet. But, I mean, I'll, I'll let Cardsy kind of give some final thoughts. But at least for me, I just want to thank you for – for taking the time and and this was an awesome interview like it really was so i appreciate it a bunch but cards i'll flip it to you to kind of wrap it up yeah buddy like rask said and you continuing that dub trend of awesome guys and it was a pleasure having you on here uh some great stories i'm sure the fans loved it here today and uh no just best of luck to you going in your first year in the a and uh probably the show after after no time um but uh yeah all the best going forward and uh we'll keep in touch 
Yeah, no, thanks, boys. Curry's actually, I got one for you here. Yeah. Uh, I, got, I got one uh, thing. Did you, like, because you played with Clarky and, and uh, Barry, right, this year? Yeah. <laughs> Did you boys not give it to him for when he got his bucket hit off and he <laughs> skated back with no stick, no bucket? So the, here's the thing. He came back. Like, I would I would chirp him about it. Like, I brought it up to him. But, like, <laughs> guys are scared shit. They're like, oh, my God, we are coming back, right? So, like, he, oh. the young guys are scared shit. Like, I, I, he comes back. I'm like, Clarky, dude, what are you doing? Like, are you looking for a head and shoulders ad? Like, I have no yeah. idea. There, buddy. Oh, dude, he was – he's such – he's so comedy. Dude, he he's one of a kind. That special cat. Different breed for sure, but uh, it is. all the time. But no, yeah, it, it was wild. But anyway, you thank you a lot for coming on. It was awesome, bro. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, you guys. This uh, this was awesome. And you know, keep up the the good work on this thing, eh? All right, want to thank Docker for that. Honestly, one of the one of the best interviews we've done. Like I thought it was unbelievable. Great stories, like. Uh, just a lot of cool things he was able to talk about in the, the year he had as well. So like, what what do you think of that one? Yeah. I mean, like we mentioned it before, but you posted that thing yesterday, I think. And um, I was scrolling through there. I'm like, Oh my God, there's a lot of posts up here. And then boom, you go, yeah, we got this guy, this guy, and this guy, and this guy and Docker wants to go on today. I'm like, what? So um, it was a quick turnaround. And like we said, all those dub guys, great dudes. So they're uh, living up to the reputation and yeah, obviously huge thanks to him for that one um good one and i'm sure the fans really enjoyed it but i mean we don't have a ton to talk about on the back half i i know we mentioned talking about the parade and the celebrations in vegas so uh we'll touch on that quickly before we wrap things up but have you seen uh did you watch the parade did you see uh carlson oh my god it was he's he is so funny man and i love it like i i want to i love all this stuff they deserve it they can do whatever they want they won the cups they can get as drunk as they want they can do whatever they want like falling down the stairs, giving a speech of a lifetime. Like what I, I'm here for all of it and they deserve it. And I just hope we get more. I hope we get more. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see some more footage and hear some more stories. So we're going to have to get some, somebody from Vegas, whether it's LT or somebody else from Vegas, we'll have to get the scoop on all the details here on the pod soon. So the listeners can find out, but man, eight months of blood, sweat and tears. I think you're allowed to have some fun. So cheers to them. And yeah, you got to enjoy it. Yeah, man, it's so sick. And yeah, winning and winning is the best, man. We all know it. Nothing like winning. So hopefully, uh, you know, with with Docker, he's he's got the winning pedigree and everyone knows that good things happen to those who come on the podcast. So uh who knows where, where things are gonna go for him, you know, now that yeah, he's Yeah, he's maybe Betsy's line this year. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that, man. Oh, that's a dream. But um Anyway, I mean, we, I don't really have much else. Like we can kind of wrap it up, but we got some great interviews lined up. I know that. So we're going to be pumping out some real good ones and uh, a lot more winners to come too. We talk about, talk about winning. So a lot more uh, cool winning stories we're going to be sharing over the, over the summer months. So uh, flip it to you cards. Yeah. I mean, you kind of hit all the bases there for me, but uh, no, yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be back and forth full force. We got a bunch of interviews lined up. I'm back in the mix. I'm fired up about that. Getting back in the interviews. I actually felt good there. It's like you were buzzing. You you take a week off golf and you come back, you're striping it. So that was me today. Felt good. Um, Other than that, we'll see you next time on the Showbound Pod.